It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Travis Bell, hello. Welcome to How to Become Your Own Superhero. I'm your host, Laban Ditchburn. Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, Laban. How are you, mate? Stoked to be on. Well, we're really, uh, really appreciative to have you on today. And uh, honestly, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I got uh, food in my belly, uh, clothes on my back, roof over my head, the love <clears> of, of a, uh, a beautiful woman. So for that, I'm eternally grateful. And certainly I'll second thanks. that. Right. Yeah, you're here, here. <laughs> and I'm wearing a suit inside. So it makes me feel like I'm doing a bit of the corporate thing from time to time, just for a yeah. few minutes. No, as long as that makes you feel better about the suit, that's, that's fine. <laughs> uh, after, after a while, that'll fade. Oh, man, I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, I, uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Trav at the Professional Speakers Association Conference earlier this year, which was probably the last conference of, of its type anywhere in the world, <laughs> right before everything went into lockdown. Just before, just before all this broke, yeah. And... There was, there was many things that intrigued me about you, Trev, but I'd really love for you to give an introduction and, and explain to people who the hell you are, really, if you're happy to do so. Yeah, well, I, I guess in, in, in that world, um, in the speaking world, I'm known as the bucket list guy. So I've been running around as the bucket list guy for about uh, pretty much the last 10 years. Uh, prior to that, I was... Uh, personal um in the personal fitness training industry did that for 20 years uh founded and franchised a chain of personal training studios had had a bunch of personal trainers working under my umbrella um and then sort of was helping people you know with their health and fitness and now it's about life and i uh, someone actually called me the bucket list guy so essentially i'm a speaker you know i'm a coach now, um, but I'm obsessed, absolutely obsessed with helping people find more meaning, more purpose and more fulfillment. Um, and, you know, that, that's really what it's all about. And you, I guess the unique point of what I do, I use the filter of bucket list to really help people, you know, get clear on their why. And um, that's, that's what really lights me up. I, I absolutely love it. I've been in the same lane for, you know, 10 years uh so stoked that someone actually called me the bucket this guy 10 years ago and now um you know i feel i feel that i i uh really on purpose i'm really helping people you know via the stage via coaching via all these other mediums to actually get that that um that message out there and it's really it really has helped a lot of people over the years too and now we've got i've been lucky enough to to branch out, to leverage, to scale, 
now through our bucket list coaches that we've got around the world. We've got these certified bucket list coaches now in 18 countries around the world. So it's not just about me anymore. It's about the legacy that I can leave and, uh, and our, through our coaches help even more people around the world, which is uh, what it's all about. It's awesome. So is it, is the, is it like a Jim's mowing for, for bucket list? Oh, interesting example. Um, <laughs> no, we, uh, it, it, it originally was kind of like a license, you know, a license agreement and, and now it's a certification. That's just a legal term that um, it, it gives people the rights to basically teach our stuff, teach our intellectual property around the world in their corner of the world to communities in their corner of the world. And um, really, we use the bucket list, I guess, theme, but underneath it, it's, it's pretty much all about positive psychology, you know, helping people find more meaning, purpose, and like I said, fulfillment. Yeah. And, you know, that, that we know that that's a massive problem because um, the rate of depression, as you and I have discussed, mate, you know, the rate of depression, the rate of anxiety, this loneliness epidemic, which has even got worse with this COVID-19 corona cyclone that we're all in right now, the mental health of the planet is, is at a, re- it was already really bad. And as we've discussed, and now it's even worse. So we feel that we've had to lean into our mission and vision even more during all this and yeah. really turn it up to help even more people. However we can. Yeah, you're right. And I think some of the, the, st- the stats that have been coming out just recently, the there's like an anxiety rating that the, that they monitor in Australia. And I believe that during the bushfires, it was at a certain level and now it's seven times mm. that level of the, of the bushfires. And I think that's crazy, which, yeah. which, you know, from my own experience, it was a pretty full on time. And then pow, you know, this happened. The, mm. the mental health one's really interesting, Trev, um, that fulfillment that you talk about when, when was it for you that you realized that, that you weren't being fulfilled when was that moment well yeah i had my own breakdown before breakthrough moment um through a bout of depression and i you know when i look at what i went through compared to some of the cases that i hear of mine was you know nothing compared to what i've heard since um but your own perception is your own reality right and so i was in a pretty dark place for a while um and Instead of, you know, instead of going on heavy antidepressant medication, which I knew a lot of other people were, I chose to just just invest a heap of money, get right into personal development, life coaching, all these other, you know, technology to, to try and self-heal as good as I can, as hard as that was. Um, so I didn't want the Band-Aid effect. I wanted to really get to the, you know, the core of the problem. So I found myself... Mate, you know, every every other weekend, investing money, walking on fire, you know, hugging it out and high-fiving it with strangers, um, breaking boards, bending bars, breaking arrows, you know, crying on each other's shoulders and and just learning all this, you know, personal development stuff. And which is, in effect, coaching, which is, in effect, therapeutic, cathartic, um, counselling to a certain extent. Uh, but using it, to one on myself to self-heal in a way and then and then it was actually in one of those seminars that a friend of mine at the time said oh why don't you teach this stuff you know and that helped me really compartmentalize it and 
you know, one of the best things about being a coach or being a speaker is not that we're up there doing, you know, using it as therapy on ourselves. It's, it's just really good to be vulnerable up there. It's really good to be your authentic self up there, be your own superhero, be, but, but without the cape, without the mask and really be, be your true self. Um, Someone, someone, I saw a quote recently speaking is, the fastest path to realize uh, to self-actualize and that's pretty cool and it's so if you are being yourself up there that you can't hide um they either like you or love you or hate you but it's uh a really you know that platform really exposes people and for me um that's helped me uh, get over myself and get over what I was going through. And even though we've got that voice of self doubt always in the back of our mind, we've always got it. Who am I? Imposter syndrome yeah, yeah. as, as a lot of people are talking about these days, that's our reptilian brain always telling us, no, no, be safe, be safe. Don't stray from the herd, be like everyone else, be accepted, be loved by the herd. And that's what, you know, that's how you stay safe. There's a part of our brain that actually says stay safe. And that's what it doesn't like us. It doesn't like us stepping into fear. Um, and a coach said to me once, you know, like, what do you do? I said, what do you do about all this self doubt? And he said, well, go out and help as many people as you possibly can just go out and help. And it'll be, it'll be the waves of their, you know, recognition of them having their ahas and their breakthroughs. It's the help that you give. It's the testimonials. It's the praise that you get back. Before you know it, if you go out and help enough people, it'll be so noisy that it'll drown out that inner voice, that inner voice of doubt, and no truer word has been spoken. So go out, help people, and that's really what I did is go out, help more people, even though I had the fear, fear, who am I to do this, who am I, who am I? Um, But before you know it, you go and help enough people and and you you really start, you, you can't help but believe what they're saying not from an ego point of view, but just from an internal confidence point of view. Yeah, I, I get exactly where you're coming from. And uh, a great sales trainer, you'd know him very well, Zig Ziglar, uh, always said, you can get whatever you want in this in this life, as long as you help enough other people get what they want, right? I want. And, yeah, totally. And, and I've, uh, I've, I've really gravitated a lot towards a lot of Zig Ziglar's work. And for anyone mm. that's watching, uh, if you haven't, had a chance to to read or listen to any of his tapes. He's he's now passed away. He passed away a few years ago. He's an American mm. guy, incredibly influential, smart, brilliant, genius of a man with such a great mm. demeanor. And in in mm. our mutual networks, Trav, we we know people that were mentored by him in this in this spirit yeah. community. And yeah. Yeah. that that has really helped in my own journey, and I'm still only relatively new into the, this process, but that mm. ability to own everything that's happened to me and then to, to, to become more comfortable, which is a learned behavior mm. and allowed me to open up and be vulnerable. I'm, I, I can't tell you how many times now people are becoming really comfortable. People I barely even know yeah. telling yeah. me their deepest, darkest, you know, yeah, I, I, and 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 uh, the more the more that you're vulnerable, the more that you step into your uncomfortableness, and the more you expose yourself more of yourself to the world, 
metaphorically speaking, <laughs> is, yeah, is that, that um, yeah, uh, the, the more that they'll be open, the more that the receiver or the audiences will be open. Um, if you don't deal with your stuff or you haven't dealt with your stuff or at least gone there and not vulnerable, uh, people, your audience, people that you're trying to coach will hide in your shadows, guaranteed. So if you yeah. talk about depression, you can guarantee that people who have gone through or are going through depression will um, will show themselves and will be more open to, to being helped, obviously, through the stuff that you're, the knowledge that you're talking about. But if you're not open, if you try and hide stuff, I can guarantee that the people around you will do exactly the same. The, you know, your audiences, from a speaker's point of view, um, your audiences are a direct mirror of where you're at. I amen, amen. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I, and I just want to backtrack a little bit. The 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 bucket list has been made popular in terms of the phrase because of the movie, which. I don't yeah. know. Did that come out before or after the whole official naming of your 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 brand? Oh no, no. Someone called me that afterwards. Um, and I and I when I talk about the movie, I get stuck into the movie. I reckon it's shit because um, <laughs> you know, I based my whole career on it. Great. Because yeah. it was about two blokes who get given a cancer diagnosis and then they write a bucket list. Yeah. So so that's what we we should not do. Um, we should we should you know get busy on our list, reprioritize while we can separate our to-do list from our bucket list, get clear on what these meaningful end steps actually are and go out after them, choose happiness, go out after them before we get given a use by date. Awesome. And I gotta, I gotta ask what's some of the cool shit you've done in your life on this bucket list. Run us through it. Is this uh X, R, G, or M plus? This, where, is, where not, we, this is not <laughs> going to be suitable for children. Let's go R16. Let's go R16. R16, shit. That was R18. We've got a few people in the the house here. Um, (laughs) Some of the more fulfilling um, stuff. Look, I, you know, like I, I, one of the, one of the biggest stunts, I I guess, that that I did, it kind of helped me, you know, get on the map in terms of this whole bucket list thing is I grew up as a swimmer. And so swimming was never a problem with me. And I'd done one marathon. But then I videoed myself actually entering entering a full Ironman. So I entered a full Ironman, not even owning a bike. And so I could swim. Yep, that wouldn't be a problem. This is a 3.8K swim, a 180K bike ride, and then followed by a marathon. Apparently, you're all meant to do it all in one day. So I literally filmed myself like I am doing this with you. And I'm like, bang, paid the 990 bucks or whatever and went. And it was about a year out and went, oh, shit. Okay, now better train. <clears throat> so it was the first triathlon I'd ever been in in my life. It was a full Ironman. Good so I did a, 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 yeah, yeah, no warm up. So I, I, I entered it, but as part of training, I did an Olympic distance triathlon. I, uh, I did then I did a half marathon, a half Ironman, and then did a full Ironman. So I've done three triathlons in my life, yeah. <laughs> and, and two of them were for training. So I the the the, the theory was if the why is strong enough, the how will work itself out. So, and I've, I see so before I was the, the bucket list guy, I'd had a list to do. Uh, I had a written down list to do before I die since I was 18. A lot of people didn't know this. And when I put on my first seminar, I actually told everyone about this list and no one even, no one knew anything about it. The, 
the second thing I put on it was to, to complete an Ironman. <clears throat> and sometimes you write this stuff down, you don't know. It's all about the why, not the, not the how. The how will work itself out. The reticular activating system, the people that we're hanging around, the kind of conversations that you had, the stuff that you read, all kind of manifest to make the how come to fruition. Um, so I just wrote it down years and years ago. And the other, and I, I, and I went, shit, the opportunity came up. So I just entered and went, oh my God, what have I, what have I just done? And I, I video, I videoed, video blogged basically my journey towards finishing the Ironman. <clears throat> and there was massive breakdown before breakthrough moments. So I, I overtrained, I got injured. I had to have all sorts of different um, injections in the lead up to it, cortisone injections and that sort of thing. I got a coach and it was all the journey about getting a coach outsourcing to a coach help getting help when you thought you knew everything yourself and yeah, no yeah. i didn't but uh I, uh I then i did that and uh did it really well and nearly qualified for the world championships in hawaii so i went nuts i, I lost six and a half kilograms in nine and a half hours and wow. i can't hardly remember the last half of the of the marathon i just went into this weird place I don't know where I was in <laughs> the hurt locker. I'm familiar um, with that place. <laughs> yeah, finished finished straight into a space blanket on the on the IV, um, and I was you know, but I was stoked, and I was I literally missed out on a spot to Hawaii by six minutes, and I had no idea. I but I just I just buried myself, and so that was that was a huge example. And then I basically sold my triathlon bike like. A few months after, yeah, yeah. Um, Get the fuck I was out. done. It's ticked. So <laughs> I was just a bloke. I was just a bloke. It was an experiment. I was just a bloke trying to tick something off his bucket list. I wasn't trying to be a triathlete. Look, you got that one. You've got also, you know, I went to um, done a lot of stuff with my dad, and you may or may not have heard me talk about this, but he's been a big inspiration for me to get busy on my bucket list. Um, see, I'm a I'm adopted, and my dad and I weren't the best of mates growing up and as a result uh we didn't really get along and um and he he's a, a you know a fitter and turner by trade you know always in the same job since he was like 16 to retirement which is, is a rarity your biological these days father or your this is my this is my environmental father okay <laughs> not my cool. biological father but uh yeah so him and i you know my biological father it's a whole other story but um, my environmental dad, who is still alive, who lives only a couple of k's away from where I am right now here in Ocean Grove, um, yeah, we we I, I wrote on my list to do before I die that I wanted to, I wanted to do a hike with dad, and I did the hike, and it was a really bonding was a real bonding experience, and as you know, I thought I lost him there a couple of times, it was down in Southwest Tasmania in the Great um, South Coast Track Walk. And uh, that's where you get dropped in by by airplane, by seaplane, and they drop you in. And, and the website says um, carry eight to 15 days worth of food. And they basically drop you off. So I was with dad, two of his best mates, and me. And so dropped us off, packs full, plane pissed off, and we did did it over nine days. Wow. And uh, it, it's a great, great experience, freaking hard. And at the end of it, I said, Dad, um, this was on my bucket list to do this walk with you. And, you know, I didn't get a, a, a massive response from him at the time. I thought it was going to be like a movie 
a movie kind of moment, father and son <laughs> hugging it out. But no, nah, dad's a, dad's yeah. a, not a, not of a man, of, not a man of emotion. I'm still the fitter and turner. Yeah. Yeah. Stoic in his approach. Um, yeah. Get off me, mate. <laughs> so, um, but I said, look, this was on my bucket list. And, and he, and then he did turn around and go, Oh, I'm glad you put it on there because this has been fucking special. And uh, still no massive hug. <laughs> but but then about six months later, um, I was talking to him and he said, oh, you know, what else is on this bucket list thing of yours? And uh, I said, oh, funnily enough, I'm, I've, um, I'm working on something at the moment. I'll let you know. Um, and my mate who's, uh, who's a New Zealander, he's uh, a, a real, yep, real mountaineer. Like when I say mountaineer, then he's a real mountaineer. And I think everyone in New Zealand is like, thinks they're like Sir Edmund Hillary in some degree, you know, like they're all out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. outdoors, outdoors people. And anyway, my mate Grant, who I used to ride with, he's got no toes. He's got no toes on his left foot. He lost them in, in, on some peak in outback Pakistan. And anyway, um, I swear all these, all these full on mountaineers sit around their little Bunsen burner at nighttime and compare limbs. I, um, <laughs> he, <laughs> He said to me, he said to me, Trav, I'm going to Mount Everest. I'm like, well, I'm a surfer, mate. Just take it easy. I'm not a big mountain climbing guy. And he's like, no, no, you can come through. You can go through Tibet. Uh, we go on the northern northern base camp of, of Mount Everest. And um, you can peel off there or you can come to advanced base camp, peel off there or go to Camp 1. And so he goes, I'm going to Camp 1. I'm not going all the way to the top. But I'm, we're going with a full-on expedition team of about 12 summiters. And I'm like, oh, fuck, how much is that going to cost? And he's like, you know, it was expensive at the time, 15 grand. Mate, I don't have 15 grand to do that. And he goes, mate, you'll find a way. I know how bad you want to go. And now, because I've been telling him about it ever since we knew each other, you know, because yeah. he's a mountaineer. And I'm like, yeah, the number one thing that I put on my bucket list was to go to base camp on Everest. And so he goes, Trav, and, and this is the message for everyone through this, trust yourself you'll find a way when the when the why is strong enough the how will work itself out it's not a matter of resources it's a matter of resourcefulness and so i found a way i put a deposit i actually put a deposit down on an apartment that the builder went bankrupt i think and and that deposit money for that apartment uh i just used that and went oh well that's not getting built anymore i'm gonna spin it on everest dad yep you know that bucket list thing? Yep. We're going to Mount, we, we, we're going to Mount Everest, mate. And um, we're going through and, and we're going through Tibet and uh, we're going to end up, you know, going down to, through Beijing, oh, through Beijing, through Tibet, through Lhasa, and then we're going to get in a bus and we're going to da, da, da. And all he could say was, Trav, um, where the fuck's Tibet? I was like, oh, look, it's part of China. It's part of China, mate. Don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about it. Really? That's extraordinary. But then he said something really poignant to me at the time. He goes, Trav, you realise I've never been out of Australia before? I said, exactly, mate. That's where we're going. Since then, you know, I've taken into base camp in Tibet. We did the, we did Kokoda. Um, I took another 15, 15 bucket listers with me and we finished the day before Anzac Day and did the um, dawn service in Port Moresby, 3,000 New Zealand and Australian graves. Um, ugh, goosebumps, you know, and, and that we did the, we finished Kokoda and then, and then went to the Bamana War Cemetery and did the 
Anzac Day dawn service there. It was absolutely phenomenal. I've taken him to Mount Kilimanjaro um, through Africa and a game drive in Africa. Um, I've taken him to Machu Picchu. We did the Inca Trail. Bit of glamping through that one. Not as rough. Bit of glamping. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I finished. We finished Machu Picchu. Came through Sungate on the morning of my 40th birthday. And I took another 10 bucket listers with me and dad. So he's come along with me on all these adventures. And uh, the last one we did was Mount Kilimanjaro. We, I went to the top. He, he didn't eat for, didn't eat and drink water for, without throwing up for about two or three days prior. Wow. And I remember being in the tent with him and he's, um, this is at high camp. And he turned it over to me. He was full on, full on gray. And he's gone, all right, Trav, enough with the fucking hills all right <laughs> enough with the hills this is this one's nearly killed me he's in his 70s now this is only a few years ago and so um to be able to share these bucket list experiences with and 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 help other people fulfill theirs even though that he never had a bucket it's what you do with other people it's not just all about you which a lot of people think it's quite a selfish act or a selfish pursuit but it's really how you can influence other people around you and inspire other people through your own actions. So it's, I think it's a, I think it's a journey and also self leadership. So, and that's, that's, you know, we, we, uh, that's a really long answer <laughs> to your question, mate. But Great answer. That, that's Great what, answer. you know, and, and then you've got burning man festival. I went there with my, with my best mate and uh, we went to the Burning Man Festival and that's just a whole, that's a whole other podcast in itself. <laughs> um, uh, did I, we did an ayahuasca ceremony with another, another few mates. Uh, we did though, we did the ayahuasca ceremony in um, unicorn onesies too. So just to turn it up a little bit. Is there any other onesie? There is not any other I type. There no. is. That, that's but, uh, that stuff with Those things can get pretty warm after a while, especially <laughs> when you go and do it in outback Queensland. <laughs> so, I, I, I would love to explore this ayahuasca. Um, uh, maybe, maybe we'll save it for another recording, but um, your, your story with your dad is really inspiring. And I, and I think the closest thing that I can even um, start to compare that is in, I'm from New Zealand originally. I moved over here in 2001. My father's from Melbourne. <laughs> He moved back mm. after his second divorce in 2000 and I was working for census back in 2003 and I was working okay. there for about five years and I won an incentive trip to Tahiti on the, yep. on the six star Paul Gauguin, this beautiful, had a two Michelin starred restaurant on there and I was yep. single at the time and I had all these crazy ideas about who I might be able to coerce into coming on this cruise with me as like a, you know, a reciprocal kind of agreement. And, and I was like, my father, who I love dearly, still alive, uh, you know, by the grace of God. Mm. Um, I was like, he, you know, he, he's so benevolent. He's so generous and so giving. I was like, dad, you want to come to Tahiti with me? And, and it was just the most extraordinary week ever. I think, this is in my, in my partying days, we were both um, banned from drinking alcohol on the plane ride over. Cause we were singing, we're going to take it to a spirit in the sky. Like when everyone's trying to sleep, we went on mm. a cruise mm. and you're, you're that guy. Was that, we, were, that, we were those guys. Right. And, <laughs> and, 
the whole week that we're on the boat and they'd stop off at, you know, Papaita and Morea and, and Bora Bora yeah, yeah. and we'd snorkel and do stuff throughout the day. And, and I became known as Rick's son by the end of this trip. My father's a, uh, a re- retired radio <laughs> announcer now. And oh, I, remember, yeah. I remember one particular incident where we had, we got to have one meal, one dinner at the, at the two Michelin starred restaurant. And that was two Michelin stars more than I'd ever had access to. <laughs> and and uh, I remember Dad was smashing cocktails all day in this floating bar. And so by the time we got to dinner, he um, and he'll kill me for telling this story, but um, he we had this exquisite meal, like still one of the greatest things I've ever put mm. in my mouth, right? And uh, and then we nailed this meal, and then Dad promptly went back to his his room, and it all came straight back up because oh, of all the no. cocktails so you never actually got to digest all that amazing stuff so it's just something that, that, oh, no. that struck me and well um, yeah, i mean that it's those sort of stories and memories and experiences what it's all about eh? well we, we still talk about it uh, in vivid detail yeah. to this day he, he said to me at the end of the mm. trip he said son this has been the greatest week of my life and yeah. and mm. i you know whenever whenever he's long gone or whatever i will still um cherish that that ability to spend that time with him um, you know, he, he hadn't really traveled anywhere apart from Singapore, I think at that point as well. So I, yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel when you come with that stuff, Trevor really. And I love it. Yeah. And my, like yours, you know, my old man sacrificed a lot. He worked his guts out to make, make do. And, and, uh, you know, it was in a way, it's my, my way of paying him back. Um, you know, now, now the great thing about it is we're best mates, you know, and, uh, you know, it, and he's, it, it, it and I've told that story from stage and, and the ripple effect that, and I tell it in a different kind of way, but the ripple effect of that, I've had people leave my seminars, leave my, you know, in the breaks and go and ring their, ring their dads or, or, you know, or, or dads ring their sons. Like I, I, there is countless times where that's actually happened, where it's actually caused people um, to go and create, you know, create catch-ups with their parents or, or their sons or daughters. And it, it, it's had a huge effect. And I, I'm about to release a book called The My Bucket List Blueprint. And one of the first stories right. in there is actually uh, from a, a mate of mine, Dr. Troy Hendrickson over in Perth, um, originally from the US. He heard me tell this story. He literally called his dad that, that, uh, that night and I didn't know he was doing this. And he called his dad and called his brother and said, um, look, um, they, they used to do a lot of fishing growing up. And Troy called his brother, called his dad and said, look, dad, you're getting on. We've got to have a catch up. We've got to have it. We haven't seen each other. I moved over to Australia. I've been busy. We're all busy. Let's put it all together. Um, so Troy organised it all. <clears throat> they went up to Alaska uh, they went hunting, hunting and fishing up there and Troy, I, I nearly tear up when I hear it, when I think of this as well. Um, Troy sent me, uh, the photos of, of him, his brother and his dad all together up there in Alaska fishing. And he, when they were coming out of, of where they were camping on the seaplane, he looked over at his dad and his dad just had tears in his eyes and he's, you know, late 60s 70s um and he just turned to troy and said this is the best week of my life so good <clears throat> yeah 
and uh, that and and Troy just lost his shit, and and I said, mate, can you can you just write that story down, or at least get it transcribed, or something like that? And he said, mate, you, you've changed my life, you know, and uh, and 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 I said, can I use it in the book? And and he said, oh, my pleasure. So, so good, so good, Trev. When, so when's good. The, when's the book? When's the book coming out? Oh, it's not. <laughs> I'll just say soon. I'll just yeah. say soon, but it's coming. Yeah, no, there's lots of cool stories in there, and these are a lot of these stories are from people who've been impacted by this bucket list message, um, and we've got heap. There's heaps of them too, so it's it's really cool. Um, some of my own stories, and some of the you know some of the uh, the people around the world that have been impacted by the message. Some of their stories are detailed in there too. Well, it's such a great concept, and it's it's got such a great. Um... Aura, it's got, it's got such a great connotation to it. I think I, I never even really saw the bucket list in its entirety, the movie, but I've, I've been familiar with the concept for a while. And I think for anyone out there that's, that's probably overwhelmed and going, sure, it's okay for you guys, you know, you guys, this is what you do no. and whatever else. Like, where's a great place to start? Like, well, look, I, I, the, 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 best, the best way to start is, is to actually, you know, right now, right in the middle of the corona cyclone, people are, are, are taking, the whole world is taking a big, deep breath in. I think it's a great opportunity to recalibrate. I think it's a great, a great time to recalibrate on, on what lights you up, what brings you happiness, what gives you meaning, fulfillment, purpose. Uh, and a lot of people are doing that, and you've probably seen that as well. Yeah. And... And people are starting to reevaluate, benchmark what what they've been doing, you know, and and what am I going to do going forward? A lot of people are doing that. So rather than live by default, how about choosing to live by design, by your own design? And we do that. I say bucket list is a tangible life plan where our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan, not be the other way around. Let's take some time out of our lives to work on our lives, create these tangible end steps in terms of bucket list. And it's not what you think. It's not just about travel. Travel is one of the 12 categories to, you know, and how to write a personally meaningful and holistic bucket list. If you want to know more about that, probably like suss my TED talk out, have a look at that. And on there, I go through and unpack the, the my bucket list blueprint. It's a 12-letter acronym for how to write you know, a personal and holistic list. Yeah. And that'll yeah, we'll, at least we'll link the, um, the YouTube yeah, link in, in the, in the video below. That'll, that'll get people at least thinking. And it's designed to ask it, it, it poses questions to get people thinking it, uh, to, to ex extract and then articulate their, their list. And it's got to be stop. You know, we're all comparing, you know, mine, mine's bigger than yours. You know, we live in this comparative society just do the things that you truly want to do. And a lot of it does not take a, a, a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of resources, a lot of money. Um, travel does, but travel's unfortunately one of the 12 categories that takes a lot of time, a lot of money. There's a lot of things that you can do on your bucket list um, that don't, don't necessarily need a lot, but what it does need is focus. And what it does, the whole bucket list concept is allow people to decrease noise and increase the focus on the things that truly bring them fulfillment. Yeah. You know, so start, start writing by actually writing it and getting it out of your head, separating it from your to-do list from your bucket, you know, separating your to-do list from your bucket list. You're actually got a 42% more likelihood of actually manifesting. 
So you might as well just write some stuff down on a piece of paper. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. And, and baby steps, like you've, you've been into your fitness for a, like a very long time, your whole life. Have you, have you always whole been life. in good shape? Yeah, I've always been a jock. So, so not, you know, not like, real flash at school, but always good at, at PE. We've all got our talents, Trev. The, the, <laughs> um, as you know, you know, in our discussions offline, I, I am a, a relatively new distance runner and, and have completed some ultra marathons. And yep. I started out really, really small. I started out, I remember my first run was like 800 meters and I was absolutely cooked. And yeah. if you are, you know, what you're, what you're witnessing today is the result of many years of hard work and discipline. And mm. you've got to start the journey of a 10,000 miles starts with a, a single step, as they say. Mm. And totally. being, being able to break things down into little bite-sized chunks is super duper important, particularly with that yeah. goal setting as well, right? Have you, got any, yeah. have you got any examples of some really basic goal setting with regards to what your, your bucket list yeah, that you're going to share? Yeah, look, bucket list is what, what we call an achievement goal. It's not a habit goal. There's two different types of goals. This um, habit is your routines, rituals, uh, the things that you build into your day-to-day. You know, I'm going to drink two litres of water or three litres of water per day. That's a habit goal. That's something that you can, that can tick off every day. Is just, you know, that's just a habit. That's just build it into life. There's no end point to that, by the way. So, therefore, very different to an achievement goal. Um, you might do a bunch of habit goals on route to building to an achievement goal. You know, I've got to run a marathon. Okay, well, I've got to drink water. I've got to eat this. I've got to train like this every single day. So they're the habit goals that build into the achievement goal. So when a person says, I want to, um, you know, I want to write a bucket list. A bucket list is a, is a whole host of tangible end steps where you can get, you know, here's the props where you can get to the end and go, yep, I ticked it off, tick it before you kick it. So that's our, that's our, our thing that we use for, uh, for our coaches around the world and their clients. You've got to be able to, be, you know, say, yep, I've ticked that off my list. Um, so they're the difference in the goal setting, but it's not, about, it's not about goal setting, it's about goal achieving. But I also want people to be present to the process. Um, the thing that, Look, I, every every year I write, you know, and 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 I I'm I'm a bit of a freak when it comes to this goal setting and productivity hacking, life hacking to a certain extent. Have read a lot of stuff over the years and and created some of my own tested and measured, experimented things in my own life as you do, mate. And you know, statistically proven that we only you only should set about seven to ten goals per year two to three per quarter. Yeah. Okay. More than that, because people, people don't achieve stuff because they put just too much on their to-do list or too much, you know, they write down too many goals. Try and try and batch other goals under that umbrella goal and just have less of them. And that's, that's a big one, but set them up per quarter. That's a really important thing. That's that, that's that baby step, you know, yeah. So what are you gonna what what are the what are the bucket list items or what are the, the achievement goals or what are the habit goals that you're going to instill and go after, you know, in this ninety days and then reset it for the next ninety days, so forth and so forth. And and that succession of ninety day might be leading up to 
um, like a big one to achieve at the end of the year. But it's, you know, I, I would, I would set, and, and a season can change your life. You know, it really can. So I'd be setting 90 day and I'd be setting yearly. Yeah. I mean, anything more than that is just don't bother. Um, especially right now, you know, two and three year goals. Look, why bother? Just go with a year and then work backwards from there. And even with this, this whole bucket list concept as well, mate, people might think, oh, it's just about ticking a whole bunch of cool stuff off. Well, no, really, it's it, if you observe the journey and look at how you've got to reverse engineer every, a lot of aspects of your life and different areas of your life in order to make that stuff come to fruition. Yeah. It's really the growth of the person on that journey towards that destination. But more importantly, it's about the person that exists on the other side of that bucket list tick. And that's the person that we, you and I, and them don't know yet. Yeah. That's called our potential. And what really lights me up, what I'm obsessed about and always have been from personal training days is, you know, people realizing that they are way more than what they tell themselves on a day-to-day basis. Going back to personal training days, we'd have people coming in going, oh, I can't do one push-up. I already know they can do 10. They just haven't been shown the right technique. Yeah. They haven't been spotted in the right way. They haven't been given the encouragement and they haven't been, you know, um, tweaked. And, and so you show them the right technique, you do all that stuff and they, it blows their mind and it full on scrambles their brain. It's like, well, what else can I do? That's a very, but, but their story that they've told themselves, they've led themselves to believe is that I can't do a push up, I can't run. I, so it's a really challenge of their, their identity of why they can't do something. So they've gone out, grabbed a heap of story, uh, grabbed a heap of examples in their environment, put meaning over the top of it, created a story around why they can or cannot do something. And that just shits me because I know, and you know that you, when that is unpacked, people can unbelieve that story and unbelieve the BS related to that story. And BS, I mean, belief system yeah, <laughs> around yeah, that yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Funny how that has got BS as, a, as an initial. Um, but when people see their own potential and experience their own potential, it puts a smile on their face. And that's, that's what it's all about. So I want people to play with the edges, push the envelope. People are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. People are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. People have a midlife crisis and they've bought, they buy into it about what they can and cannot do. Normally what they cannot do. Yeah. And I call bullshit. I call bullshit on all of that because I've got too many examples around me, especially over the last 10 years of where people have unbelieved something about themselves and gone after it and just changed their life full on changed a lot of areas of their life. And that, yeah. that stems from, you know, business through to relationships, through to health, finance, you know, all, all the aspects of life. So I'm excited and deeply passionate about helping other people see their own potential because I'm like, like I was in personal training day. I can already see that people can do 10 push-ups. Yeah. But people are walking around going, I'm only a one push-up person. I'm only a one push-up person. It's fucking bullshit. You're ten, you can do 10 push-ups. You can do whatever you want. Oh, you know, again, but you have to be shown. You have to be given. I've got people who 
after when I talk, they come back and say, I thank you for giving me permission to dream again. Like, what the That's fuck great. is that? You know, like you don't need permission. You don't need to be given a use by date. You don't need to be given a such a jolt as far as a cancer diagnosis for you to reprioritize. So let's go after it. Let this be everyone's who's listening and watching their virtual cancer diagnosis. Uh, I really love that, Trev. And as you know, with my own transformational journey, the one of the things that I've virtually almost eliminated a hundred percent is the the negative self talk and the limiting self and the limiting beliefs. And mm. and so going back to the like the ultra marathons, like a hundred k ultra marathon, it's which if you you talk to your average punter, nine mm. ninety nine times out of a hundred, they will say, "I could never do that." And I use this really fucking dramatic example, which, you know, please take with a pinch of salt. But I say, do you have any children? And they say, and they might say, I've got a son and a daughter. And I, and I say, if I had a gun and pointed it to your son's head and said, I'm going to shoot your child if you do not complete 100 kilometers, do you think you could do it? And 100 yeah. out of 100 are like, of course. And I'm like, what's the difference? What is the difference? There is no difference. Yeah. It's just that, that, that recalibration, the reframing. And when yeah. people start telling themselves that they can do things and, and change their language from, I can't do this to, I am doing this. And that, mm. that great example of writing um, or booking your Ironman and, and just reverse engineering that motherfucker so mm. that you yeah. start working out in your own brain. All right, I've got 12 months to, to learn how to swim and ride a fucking bike. And mm. it was the same, same with the ultra marathon, same with the, yeah. you know, the quitting of all the, the drinking and the gambling and the drugs, all of these things. Mm. And mm. Uh, you know, the fulfillment that you mentioned earlier has just gone through the roof as a result. <laughs> it's, that actually reminds me. I, I said to a, a room of about 250 people, this is kind of the end. We had a lot of rapport going on. I call it mafia motivation. Yeah, I, I, and that is the example of, of uh, you know, holding a kid or your, your, your white fluffy dog hostage until you do that thing or you commit. <laughs> and I, said it to, I actually said it to a group and I just don't know where I went. I just said it and I said, oh, if I, brought, if I came in here, if I came in here with a gun and just threaten you all, you know, would you, would you get off or threaten your kid? And I just said it like that. I didn't even think it through. And I'm like, fuck, what are you doing about halfway through? And, um, and, and it didn't go well. It did not go well. Oh, you don't know my situation. You shouldn't talk about my kids. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I haven't really used, so don't, don't you probably don't use that mate. Oh, just a word of warning. Not um, on the public get, stage. Get, just as one-on-one no, stuff. More. Yeah. 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 You don't. And so, but it's, but it is right. You know, I reckon you could give the, the, the world's shortest motivation class or motivation talk. If you want to be a great motivational speaker out there, guys, go get a piece, <laughs> walk in, walk in off on stage, and just threaten everyone. Say, go run that marathon or, uh, or you're all going to get it. Yeah. Um, you probably won't be invited back. Uh, you'll probably get some bad PR around you, but uh, hey, you'll get the job done. What do they I, say? I'm saying this facetiously, guys. So just <laughs> have, having fun. Thankfully, we've got very tight gun laws in this country of Australia. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. in lockdown at the moment. Trav, I, um, I think there's some really amazing things that you've been able to, to achieve and what you've done with your life and my, my experience and, and our meetings and catching up and, 
have been just really eye-opening and you've been really, really helpful. You know, you're part of this professional speakers association, you're a CSP, um, mm. you speak for a living, you, you're doing this coaching, you're doing this bucket list. <laughs> well, I did, I did. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, well, you're technically talking now, but like what, what's next? What's next for Travis Bell? Oh mate, we're, we're, um, you know, we're, we've got bucket list coaches. I've licensed out some of our uh, intellectual property. Now we've got bucket list coaches around the world in uh, 18 countries. So I play, if I'm not speaking, I'm, I'm playing founder CEO of that company. It's a yeah. training training company. So we've got these certified bucket list coaches teaching my stuff and want to run deeper with that, offer more programs, which is largely focused on mental health, positive psychology, go deeper into that thought leadership and uh, create more products, create more you know services that they can offer, get more coaches, obviously, to spread the message. So, you know, this that thing has become part of my bucket list is create a legacy and to change the conversation, you know, really get on the, get on the world map of being able to help people um, live, live more fulfilled lives and literally have that be a tool for change. And I've done it in my own little way through this bucket list. And it's not about me. It's more about the content. And now we've got the opportunity for, you know, for other people to join in on, on that legacy, join in on that mission and vision to go, go out and help people um, live, live more on purpose and, and live with more fulfilled lives. Um, and, you know, that, and that, that's, that's a big part of, of my day at the moment, especially when I'm not you know, speaking on international stages, no events, no, no flights. So pouring into that. So we're going, we're opening in more countries, translating into different languages um, and, uh, and, and building a team around that. And, but that's not the only thing, you know, where I'm firing up my podcast again, I'm uh, releasing more books. Uh, What's the podcast called, Trev? Uh, the Bucket List Life. Where can, we, where can we find that? Uh, it's on iTunes. It's on my website. Uh, we're probably by the time this comes out, you could probably see it on my website better because we're changing the platform. Cool. Uh, interviewed some cool people, really cool people, and um, and it's uh, just growing. It's, it's it, I I love just connecting with interesting people like yourself and, and getting stories and sharing those stories. Shucks. Um, but yeah, no, essentially, you know, essentially it's, it's, um, more of, uh, I do, you know, private coaching and stuff like that. Um, but really where I find flow is, is still in the speaking. So I can't wait for the borders to open up again and to, to help people from the stage. And, um, but yeah, that, that's, that's kind of, uh, where, where next and, and the, the good thing about, speaking is the fact that it it does enable me to travel around the world now with my family and 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 do the things on my bucket list and you know that's what that's why i got into into speaking in the first place um to be able to rock up into a country do a talk or two and um spend the rest of the time bucket listing yeah, so good, so good, Trav. And I, yeah. the one of the great things that I learned recently is that I'm currently doing this masterclass with Vin Yang uh, regarding using the voice as an instrument. And he talks about yeah. this great example of, you know, for anyone that's interested in improving their ability to speak, that there's a friend of his who's a brilliant guitarist, a phenomenal guitarist. 
And whenever he's in a, a public environment and he's got his guitar there and people are throwing requests at him and, and, and he's just creating tunes from scratch, just like that, he's the most mm. confident guy in the world. But mm. when he's in a networking event, you know, involved with something else, totally unrelated, mm. outside mm. his comfort zone, he just, he goes into the shell and, and right. then talks about this wonderful ability to carry your instrument wherever you go, your voice, so that mm. you can then be, be confident. And that's something you've been doing for a long time. And I just I felt that that was a really powerful message. It certainly resonated with me and the importance yeah. of being able to communicate the, the great stories that we all have inside of us in the, in the way that you're yeah. able to articulate your, your bucket list journey. If we can yeah. articulate that in the way that it's in our head and, and it's received in the same way, the 10 out of 10, it's a much more impactful and a powerful story. And I think yeah. that's one of the great things I love about some of the great stuff you've done, Trev. Yeah, man. I, I, I love the art form of speaking as well in my, in my heart. I love, I love what, um, sure. I've got the, you know, a lot of speakers, professional speakers have got their signature stories and their signature talks, but what really excites me is about the evolution of the art form is how to actually get better, you know, and not thinking that you've got it all covered just because you're getting a standing ovation, you know, like, like how can I get better? How can I tell stories better? How can I communicate the message? So instead of getting half of the room going, aha, you know, that was the light bulb moment. How do I get the whole room to get, get that aha moment? How do I have more laughs? How do I have more tears? How do I get, you know, into the hearts of people? How do I get them to take more action? Um, and how, how can I entertain more? How can I, how can I uh, position myself better on the world stage? This is all part of the evolution of a speaker as well. And that, that's the sort of stuff that excites me, especially, you know, um, after doing a lot of talks over the years, that's the sort of stuff that gets me out of bed and gets me thinking and gets, gets the creative juices going for me anyway. Yeah. I'd, I'd really like to wrap this up because I'm, I'm really respectful of your time, Trav, and it's been a, cool. a really wonderful session so far. We, uh, last time we met in person, just before everything went into lockdown, we, uh, we shared a barbecue and we discussed the idea of biohacking and how interesting a concept that is. Mm. Is there anything that you're biohacking with at the moment or self-experimenting with that, that you'd care to share with anyone? <laughs> Yeah, I think you know that one, mate. It's uh, and and you you had a hand in introducing it. Um, now I'm full on vegan. Now it's great, and but, <laughs> no, I'm, only, I'm only joking. Um, no, being uh, experimenting with the uh, with the carnivore diet, and I I'm reckon I'm running at about. Jeez, oh, I, I reckon I'm about ninety percent. On, on full carnival on full carnivore diet uh, oh let's be honest probably 80 percent yeah and uh stu still letting a few things slip through but um uh, i'm experimenting with that and uh thanks for introducing us to that and we've uh, been eating a lot of meat since and and but the the benefits now after a few weeks of doing it the benefits are starting to show through and they are skin clearing up, um, sleep, uh, recovery from workouts. Uh, what else? Um, gee, a little bit of, you know, I'm starting to see, well, I'm starting to see some abs, um, which is a, which is a great thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> or should I say a couple more abs? Uh, no, yeah. just some abs. Um, <laughs> six packs going to eight pack. Not. Um, as far as, and, and, you know, health? Leveling, yeah. leveling of moods, Tracy, yeah. leveling of moods, fantastic. Um, it's having a, it's having a really interesting effect. Lots to get used to. It's pretty extreme. Yeah. Um, and, and, but it, it feels more natural than a lot of other eating habits, you know, and, and I know, I guess having been in the personal training industry for so long, I, I kind of get the theory behind it and get the, the theory around ketosis effects of it as well, burning fat um, as your main energy source versus the sugars and carbohydrates. Uh, you know, for me, I'm not, I'm not spiking on sugar as much anymore, not wanting to go for that next fix. Yeah. Uh, still having cravings. One of the things that I want to get rid of is, is, is sugar cravings. Um, still have sugar in the coffee. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, we'll talk more about that. It, it, uh, connecting with some, you know, pretty awesome communities and, or, um, getting some tips and hints and, but yeah, who would have thought? And eating and eating less as a result too. Well, look, it was a very loaded question, and thanks for sharing, Trevor. I, um, I what I'd love to do is I think with the amount of stories and I think that need to be shared, um, we'll we'll revisit this podcast and we'll maybe do an update. My my carnivore situation it'll be two years in August, and I wow. am now as as of the April twenty third, two thousand and twenty have been like less than five grams of carbs uh, per day for the last three days because oh. I want to try and get lean enough to be able to increase my per kilometer times. I'm training to try and do some pretty outrageous marathon pace and just just as an experiment, just as part of all this, yeah. this other greater stuff to see how far I can push my body. So I need to yeah. get lighter. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll stay updated with this, Trav, because this is really interesting. Yeah. And it's good, yeah. good that the wife's involved as well. So um, yeah. Yeah. How, how can we find you on social media? Where are you, where are you located? Yeah, no, I, um, well, one is the, uh, yeah, probably, probably I, I frequent most on Instagram these days, um, which is the, uh, bucketlistguy.travbell, bucketlistguy.travbell or LinkedIn and Facebook, that's uh, Trav Bell dash the bucket list guy. Um, and, and go to bucket list, the bucket list guy.com uh, for my main website as well. So um, yeah, if you put in the bucket list guy, you'll find me. I think it comes straight up from memory, but uh, today has been an absolute pleasure. You're guest number two on the become your own superhero podcast. And I think there's so many things that will that will resonate with people and certainly with myself that will allow them to become, you know, a, a better, a better version of themselves and to try and head towards that fulfillment that we all seek and crave, whether we know it or not. It's been an absolute mm. pleasure, Trav. We're very right, pleased man. to have you. No worries at all. Have a blessed day. Cheers, mate. It's Laban Ditchburn and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best 
podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.